I saw this video on social media wherein the guy was at a bakery buying some bread and his pet goat was jumping up and down, leaning on him, asking for treats. Basically acting like a pet dog. The goat was even trained to ride on the back of the owner on a scooter. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. So I shared it to my friend's page and he jokingly asked, is that for eating or for petting? To which I replied, aren't all pets for eating? It just depends how dire the situation is. Welcome to this week's Rehash. Coming from a third world country, we practically eat everything. I don't know if it's our practicality, will to survive, or that we simply make use of what is available. Just like any other culture that have been enslaved or colonized. Besides influences from neighboring countries, our food also reflects how people back then lived under the colonist rule. They made the best out of the scraps of meat that the colonizers did not deem edible or considered prime cuts. And they ate whatever was available. That included snakes, bats, frogs, doves, etc. And yes, some of whom were pets. In the modern Western world, pets are usually the cute and fluffy kind. I guess it's the human bias that naturally gives more importance to things we think are cute and cuddly. That is why we treat rats and squirrels differently, but they are practically both rodents. In rural areas, pets aren't so fluffy. It's either the filthy pig, the noisy chickens, or the hard-working cow or water buffalo, all of whom start out as pets or co-workers in the farm but eventually get slaughtered to be served on the dinner table, at a wedding feast, or as the centerpiece of the town fiesta. I have seen how they do it. They kill and clean these animals in a just-a-matter-of-fact kind of way. After all, it is where food comes from, or the next installment for the children's tuition fees. It is just the way the culture is, or was. I too had a chicken as a pet once fed it and helped clean its coop, but one day I wake up, said good morning to the chicken, and by the time I got home from school, the cook was already spicing the meat. I got upset, cried a bit, but still ate dinner which was technically my pet. Same thing with our family dog that got too old. I still remember my father dragging Brownie, because he was brown, to the unofficial local butcher in the morning, and by the afternoon, our share of the stew was brought to us by our neighbor. We lost a pet, but gained favor with the neighbors. It is just the way it is. You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. For those who are still listening and have not puked yet, isn't it hypocritical of those who advocate for animal rights to be eating any kind of animal? If you are going to spare a dog from being slaughtered and butchered, why not the cows, pigs, or chickens? Is it because they are not cute enough? 
I saw this documentary about Norwegian salmon, how they're farmed and processed. Their government declared salmon as pets, so the company had to retool and rethink their whole plant to find a more, quote, humane way to slaughter the salmon. Some bureaucrat probably made money out of that law somehow. But what caught my attention was the word humane. It fascinates me how we use that word as if it is a good excuse to kill. As long as it's humane, it's okay. It probably makes a difference to the one killing, maybe to lighten up the guilt, but I'm not so sure how much difference it makes to the one being killed, animal or man. That actually reminds me of a very old movie titled Soylent Green, a film made in 1973 but set in year 2022. It was a science fiction that tells of how pollution, poverty and overpopulation would push us humans to eat one another. It's not the zombie kind of eating each other. It's more, quote, humane than that. Now recalling how that movie went, then I take it back. It does make a difference to the one being killed. But I don't want to spoil it. If you have not seen it, you better. It is disturbingly good. Now going back to the Norwegian salmon. Quick and painless is sort of the universal meaning of humane when it comes to killing, or death for that matter. So the company ended up using electric shock. The salmon swim from the pond in the ocean through tubes that lead to the processing plant until they reach a point where they are shocked, then slaughtered. According to the company's rep, the salmons do not know that they are going to be slaughtered because they swim into those tubes on their own accord, just like in streams pushed by the current. Now I wonder, how did she know what the fish thought? Does she speak salmon? Animals are smart. If you have had an opportunity to see or slaughter an animal yourself, you can see in their eyes that they know what's going to happen. It's every creature's basic instinct, I guess. Now, I'm not advocating for people to become vegetarians here. Although, we would probably have less health problems if we did transition to more of a plant diet. What I am pointing out is our hypocrisy. We will cry out for animal rights, yet would not bat an eye to eating a nice juicy steak. Buy our children chicken nuggets, assuming those are actual chickens, or let's say chicken sandwich, or a nice pork chop with gravy. We are so sad watching dogs and squirrels get hurt on social media videos, but would not mind cows being forcefully and artificially impregnated so we can have that nice cold glass of milk and cheese to go with that fancy wine. In the wild, the predator and prey relationship is simple. One gets killed, the other gets fed. Sometimes it's quick and painless, sometimes violent, and sometimes it's a heck of a fight and whoever has the stronger will to survive gets to live another day. No judgment on the predator, the way they hunt and eat. It's just the way it is. So if you get queasy with even just the notion of having a pet for food, then rejoice. That means you are living in a culture where food and resources are abundant. And such a notion is not necessary. Unless disaster hits, and food gets scarce.
This is Earl Francis for this week's Rehash. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to hit that support button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.